Welcome to a continuation of the HEC Talk series brought to you by the Charlotte AHEC Practice Support Team. For this round of talks, we will be sharing best practice tools and tips helpful to today's primary and specialty care providers through a series of podcasts. The Charlotte AHEC Practice Support Team has been providing support to independent practices since 2009. We currently coach practices in the Charlotte, North Carolina region on initiatives like patient-centered medical home, the quality payment program, and other incentive programs. Let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Laura Connor, and as a practice support coach with the Charlotte Area Health Education Center, I work with primary practices in improving the quality of health care for their patient population. Patient empowerment is one of the ways that this can be achieved and is our topic for today's podcast. First, let's talk about what patient empowerment means. Patient empowerment is when patients are identified and assigned to a primary care provider and care team. When assigning patients to providers, sensitivity should also be given to patient and family preferences. These providers are then responsible for appropriate health care for these defined group of patients and is also known as the continuity provider. Patient empanelment is the cornerstone for population health management and the key to better continuity of care. So how does this help? Well, having an assigned or continuity provider and care team can give a patient a feeling of belonging which makes for a more meaningful provider relationship for the patient when there is continuity. Research has shown that patients benefit when they have a long-term relationship with their provider care team. For example, when a patient feels a greater sense of trust, they may be more open in discussing not only their physical health, but mental health issues as well. As providers manage their own panel of patients, they are better positioned to provide ongoing care and management for patients who have chronic illnesses such as diabetes. When patients and provider have established relationships, it empowers both the patient and the family to work together as they make health decisions about care. These relationships build trust and consistency in treatment plans and ensure every patient has a primary care provider not just a provider identified for payment purposes, but a true primary care provider. Each provider sees his or her unique panel, creating efficiency through reduction of intensive chart review on unfamiliar patients, as well as controlling costs by reducing the ordering of duplicate testing, medication, or other services. One provider, the same provider, working with the same patient, allows for this benefit of reduced cost to the patients as well as reduced work and costs for the provider. Now let's take it one step further. Additional health care costs are reduced through fewer emergency room visits and hospital readmissions, which can help to increase productivity goals, which translates into more revenue. How does this empanelment process get implemented into primary care, you may ask? Well, before beginning the empanelment process, it is important to consider the practices or resources, including health information technology, like the electronic health record system, and provider staffing and structure. With the implementation of patient empanelment, a change in the structure regarding the way patients were cared for in the past will be required of the providers and staff. There is that word, change, and always a tough concept, but worth it when related to empanelment. Care teams will be created. These care teams are usually composed of a small group of people with complementary skills committed to the purpose of patient empanelment. 
Care teams may be several members. For instance, they could include a physician, nurse, care manager, pharmacist, or the care team may be smaller, such as a provider and a medical assistant. It is extremely important and necessary leadership show commitment for the design of team roles, so tasks associated with patient care are covered in the most cost-effective way. This can be accomplished by ensuring the team members are assigned responsibilities that match their skills, competencies, licensure, and or credentialing. Not to mention that reliable communication, collaboration, and shared reporting relationships are necessary. Some examples would be enabling medical assistance to function at peak capacity, including providing patient education and self-management support through motivational interviewing, perhaps training front desk staff on patient engagement, scheduling techniques to support open access payments, and outreach to patients for planned care visits or other necessary services. Ask the patient about their experience in the newly paneled practice. Can they get an appointment easily when they want it? Is the patient able to see their provider and or care team, or are they displaced to another provider? Remember, these questions that are asked will come with responses that need to be acted upon. If patients are not able to get in to see their continuity provider, then why is that? Ongoing monitoring and adjustments can be made to the panel by reviewing panel reports yearly and checking for those patients that may no longer be coming to the practice. On an annual basis, the practice should review provider supply for the coming year to ensure that there is enough appointment availability to meet the demands of the current panel sizes. While initial impanelment is based on historical data and assumptions, it is important to remember that the primary care provider and the care team is ultimately the patient's choice, and patients must be informed and told about the impanelment process. Patients are encouraged to select a primary care provider, engage in care with that provider and care team, and request a change in primary care provider when desired or necessary. Impanelment defines a process for fair distribution of workload, as well as providing a system for evaluating a provider's workload. Now let's stop for a minute and talk numbers. How will we know what numbers to use and what is the correct number of patients per provider? Patient impanelment is not an exact science, but there are easy to understand concepts and methods available online by looking up patient impanelment. One such tool I have found useful is entitled Safety Net Medical Home Initiative, Impanelment and Establishing Patient-Provider Relationships. Balancing the patient reassignments or redistribution makes a better environment for both providers and patients. The end result will be a smoother and better organized clinic, delivering more consistent and patient-centered care, included but not limited to a decreased no-show rate, greater patient satisfaction, and let's not forget greater staff satisfaction. The impanelment process is supportive in the management of a patient population and is a vital process in the transformation of healthcare delivery. This process allows for a comprehensive continuity and coordination care of patients to be achieved, which is what quality improvement for primary care is about. Maintaining a positive relationship between each patient and the primary care provider and the care team is key and the difference between outcome results and great outcome results, and it is the great outcome results which come with implementing the patient panel process. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. For more podcasts in our series, visit the practice support section on the Charlotte AHEC website, www.charlotteahec.org.